There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, Facebook. I'm just going to wait a second because it usually... Oh, Facebook changed how they set up this. This is going to be better. Okay, so funny enough, before I, before I launch the show, normally the comments sit underneath the Facebook uh, live video. Now they're on the side of the screen. Bravo, Facebook. This is so much better. Um, okay, so it's 7.31. And it is time to launch Mornings with Mizzy. If you're listening to me later on on my podcast, it's the Mizzy Bender Show on your favorite podcast network. Um, if you want to know some more about the show, I have a ton of episodes on the Mizzy Bender Show that was pre the morning show. So you can kind of catch up on some of those things. Uh, there's a lot of great um, episodes and things like that. I do want to take the time real quick and thank my international audience for being so supportive because the podcast is continuously hitting top 10 in on pod, um, on Apple Podcasts, uh, like Italy, Belgium, South Africa, um, some of the places across the world. So thank you for your support. And United States will get there soon. Slow and steady and wins the race is how I feel. So what do we have going on this morning good morning holly girl how are you um the episode specifically is going to be about um lifestyle rules and boundaries created by lifestylers i thought that it was a great segue into some of the conversations that we've been having and then also um conversations that will follow holly's asking if i refreshed my hair color i did so yeah, I'm really loving the hair color. So we'll take a second and we'll talk about it. So you guys, if you've been listening to previous episodes of the morning show, I've been legit freaking out about my hair thinning out. And I was, who the fuck knows why? I, I literally associated it to everything underneath the sun. And I did so many different things to try and make it stop. I started going to the gym because I was like, let me get my circulation going. Maybe I'm just sitting around too much. Let me sit out in the sun. Maybe I'm not getting enough vitamin D. Uh, like all sorts of different things. I started using this hot oil treatment. It's like a hot cream treatment. Like after I shower, I just put it in there. And uh, I really felt like the quality of my hair was coming back. So I said it was time to dye it because I had so many gray hairs going on. I like couldn't even face myself anymore. So this past weekend I did, I went super fall and it's this vibrant red color and I'm absolutely in love with it. And it really has made me feel so much better. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to see if I'm gonna cut my hair anytime soon. I'm not sure, like I might slip, flip my part the other way just to even out, um, you know, I have like an asymmetrical haircut, so just to balance it a little bit. 
Uh, but yeah, so that's that was probably the highlight of my weekend, dyeing my hair. <laughs> it's so silly. Good morning, JT, uh, JP. How are you this morning? Mark, he, I know, vitamin D, exactly. As I, I kind of chuckle every single time I say it to Spencer, too. Um, because truthfully speaking, my vitamin D in that aspect of things did diminish so much from not feeling well. I am really happy to say that I am just about back to my, my normal self. Uh, which is really fantastic with a few like changes so I only drink one cup of coffee a day if I'm lucky um, I have like no desire to drink it but I was you know I wanted to try and subside some of the, the headaches and things so I have one light cup of coffee um, you know and I don't even really finish it and honestly I don't even really smoke anymore I take like one hit of my bong and that probably well I pack my bong and that lasts me like two days so I'm not really back to like how I regularly operate. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing, um, but it's certainly been some like adapting and adjusting. But to feel like my normal self and not have like a freak out is real great. Uh, the last freak out I had was on Thursday morning. Um, Lady and I were supposed to be continuing on the recording of our podcast. Uh, the last episode that we have recorded is going to air on Thursday. So we had scheduled some time last week, you know, just to, sh just to record a couple episodes. And um, Wednesday night I had like severe night sweats and I woke up uh, Thursday morning in not a really great headspace, but I was like, girl, keep your shit together. Like fucking breathe, think through it. You're gonna be just fine. So like I was really trying to like mentally keep myself in a sane place. So when it got time for us to, to, to go on for the, the podcast, I had said to her, I said, I can't record just yet. What I really need is for you to just talk and just keep me company because I'm in a really bad place right now. And uh, there were a few times throughout the show that she could see that like I was really, really struggling. And it just like kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so finally, after like an hour and a half, I was like, I have to hang up. I hung up and I called Spencer right away and I was like, I'm in a really bad place. I was like freaking out. I was like, I'm going in the shower. We'll see if the water kind of like calms me down some and you know, whatever. So as I was doing that, he can hear the panic in my voice and he gets nervous from the night that I passed out. He doesn't want me to be by myself. God forbid that happens again. So he's like, I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to see if he could come over right now. Like, just just breathe and just keep your mind straight. Just, it's going to be okay. And then we realized his parents were in Connecticut. And we were like, oh, motherfucker. So, like, at the same time, he was like, he ended up calling our friends. If you follow my page, uh, she's the sexy tattooed chick in the center of my photos that I posted yesterday. She is, was, uh, I mean, she's still, she's on... Uh, she is on disability because of COVID, but she was an ER nurse. And, um, you know, Spencer called her husband kind of in a panic and was like, Mizzy's in a really bad place. Like, can you go check on her? They were legit at my house within five minutes. And, you know, she came, she brought all her equipment. She brought, like, the oxygen machine. She brought the, you know, the blood thing. And, like, I don't know, she gave me, like, a, um, like a Xanax or whatever, like, my heart rate was like at almost at like 130. I was like losing my shit. They're like, you gotta just like calm down. It's gonna be okay. But like I ended up getting panicked because like, oh my God, you know, I'm here by myself. I didn't really, I just, it was like a fucking mess. So after that day, I was like, okay, 
we can get through this. And that was the last really difficult day that I've had. Like I have had, had these like weird spells that come over, but like nothing that I would say like is overwhelming for me. So I'm really thankful for that. Very thankful. And then like yesterday was the first day I was able to clean my house after a couple of weeks. So I like deep dive and clean my whole entire house. I mean, probably because we have fucking fruit flies and they're freaking me the fuck out. So I was like, okay, like clean your house, like, you know, kind of get yourself back into some regular routine here. It is still kind of exhausting, but like I'll take the exhausting and having to take a nap over all the other stuff. And then we started to go for walks at nighttime too, because I was like, I have one week to get my fucking shit together to be able to go to fusion parties on Saturday. I am really nervous about the travel this coming week since I have been in such like a, a not, I don't want to say healthy place, but not a great place that now that I am getting back to a great place, I don't want the travel this weekend to backtrack me or do something because like I'm over exerting myself. So, and Spencer completely understands like where I'm coming from with it. So I'm like, I just have to keep building myself up and keeping myself in a good headspace so I could get to Saturday night and be able to, you know, make it through the entire night, not have any like weird things go on uh, because like the sensory and stuff has been fucking with me too. But I'm sure everything's going to be just fine. I don't generally take like Xanax or anything like that, but my friend did give me, you know, some to hold on to. So I am going to take them with me god forbid i have something and i need to like kind of chill myself down like we have some backup plans in place uh you know to get through the weekend god forbid that that's the circumstances but i'm trying really hard just to keep my shit straight so that's pretty much the only thing that's been going on the only updates in my life nothing really crazy the hair and you know trying to keep myself together and 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 put myself in a healthy place so i feel really good about it uh, I've kind of, my body's getting, you know, back to like where it used to be and I'm not really stressed anymore. It's kind of funny because, um, you know, I can like overanalyze everything. And of course, like my businesses are so important to me that I'm constantly thinking about them and I'm constantly strategizing and I'm constantly figuring out all these different things that I'm supposed to be doing and, you know, the best route and this, that, and the other thing. And then like when COVID hit me, it gave me an opportunity to kind of just like take a step back and not think because I couldn't think. And truthfully speaking, from a stress standpoint, that put me in such a great place where I don't feel overwhelmed anymore. Uh, probably because, you know, when you are dealing with your health and other things like that, you know, some other stuff doesn't really seem as important. And so it's kind of giving me a really great balance to my life in general. And I don't overthink those things anymore and I'm not so um you know in my computer or on my phone I mean I've been on my phone a ton on just social media just like bullshitting with people but it's not anything that like I'm like oh my god I have to you know write this down or, or whatever so I'm in a really great place so they say like with all the negative things that happen a super positive always comes out of it so that's kind of where I'm at now and I, I feel really great with the journey as of today um so you know we're back on track and just kind of getting the shit together Good morning, Frankie. Kisses to Jim. Ashley, I hope that you're having a really wonderful day. So today's topic is going to be about um, rules and boundaries that we should be thinking about when entering the lifestyle, alternative lifestyle space. Uh, I was talking to my friend yesterday who runs Possum, and we were talking the difference between swingers 
and lifestyle. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because it really is true that there is a complete definition and separation between swingers and lifestylers. Lifestylers can encompass so many different things, which is why I started to categorize myself in the alternative lifestyle space, not necessarily swinger. Because although I take, although I partake in swinger activities and we do swap and stuff like that, it's not my primary reason on why I'm in the lifestyle. Good morning, Lawrence. Thank you for my hair. Uh, I'm loving it too. You guys are so kind to me over the hair. It's like refreshing, right? Um, so there is a big difference for me between you know swinging and lifestyler. So I just wanna make sure that we have an understanding of what this is. And first and foremost, like swinging is if you actually are swapping partners. You go into the physical activity and you are doing the deed with somebody else. Now, for being in the lifestyle, you can, I mean, you can participate the lifestyle in so many different ways, right? You have those that are just voyeurs that enjoy, you know, just watching. You have those that want to be watched. You have those that just want to be in the sexual environment, uh, you know. For me, I categorize it as I could live my true self without boundaries and explore everything that is about it is about my own self um, that I would like to with my partner if he says and is in agreement with whomever I say it's with or that we choose you know to partake in activities with. And when I started the journey, it's, I actually put up the other day. The beginning of my journey within the lifestyle so we can kind of talk through some of these things and so others can understand what my journey was and understand how I got to where I am today because everybody's is different right so the one thing that I would start out by saying is please don't just jump in and start you know banging other people I would highly recommend if you decide that you want to be a swinger join the alternative lifestyle space and observe and watch for a while. And we're gonna get into the reasons why. I wanna take a minute though and acknowledge Tasha and Chris. They are the owners of Fusion Party, which is where we're going to be going this upcoming weekend. Uh, great collaborators. You might see us going across the board, um, you know, promoting each other's stuff and everything. They're just really great human beings. And for those that are going to be attending the event this past this next weekend, if you RSVP um, and you know RSVP to FusionParties1 at gmail.com, but there's also a door prize going out, and it's going to be one of these really funny shirts. It's I'm too busy, you know, banging uh, to buy a Halloween costume. So that will be the door prize there, sponsored by Mizzy's Boutique. I'm really proud of, of the relationship that we've established. So make sure you follow them and keep in tune to all the different events that they have going on. Um, they've partnered with H&H Social, which is going to be a hotel takeover in December. And uh, the boutique will be set up there also. So I'm really excited with some of the adventures that we're going to be having through the end of the year. If you want to learn more about all these different things, I do have a blog up at mizzybender.com that has like all the flyers. It has like all the places where you can RSVP and all the information that you would need for the various different events from now until the end of the year. Um, so that was there, I just wanted to make sure I acknowledge them. Good morning, Mr. Junebug, how are you? So when I entered the lifestyle, I legit had no idea 
anything of this world. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how one could actually, par you know, participate in actual sex without having emotions involved. And so it took me a really long time to understand the dynamics. It took me a really long time of being in certain circumstances for me to think through and understand what it is that I was looking for, the boundaries that I needed, and kind of just like an overall understanding of the swingers alternative. Actually, at that point in time, I'm only going to keep it at swingers because that's all it was initially when I, you know, met Spencer. And so I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't know, I didn't, I did not know, no, I didn't know anything, not one thing. So for me, it was really important to observe, you know, because here I am, I'm like, okay, you know, he wants me to swing, which means he wants me to fuck other people. But like, how does that conversation even happen? Like, what goes on? What are some of the things that, you know, people should really understand and have a knowledge of before they actually participate in making the decision to bang somebody else? Because you think that it might be cut and dry and you could just go to the club and fuck somebody, but it's not. So why thought? It would be great to put up a question in the private group of, hey, what are some of the things that you think as a swinger, alternative lifestyle human, that others should know coming into it? So together, the group created a list of things that they think is super critical and important. So we're going to go through them line by line, and we'll talk about each one of them individually. And I'm really proud of some of the, I'm, I'm really proud of the entire list in general. Um... And they're all really on point. Some of them are kind of repetitive, which means to me those are really critical, you know, critical things. So I'm going to say after you listen to this list, go back. You know, is there anything in there that like you thought that you wanted to question or yes, no? And these are kind of not necessarily how to swing and get into the swinging world, but the things that you should really be knowledgeable of and pay attention to before you actually make the decision. So the first thing is, and will always be, no means no on every single level. It doesn't matter what it is, who's involved, what the circumstances are, no means no, right? Like you can't just automatically assume that you can keep pressuring somebody or that their thoughts are going to change. Like if you approach somebody, you know, right out of the gate and they say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. You really need to learn how to accept that they're not interested in you. And it goes down to being very secure with yourself within the swingers alternative lifestyle space that not everybody's going to want to have a sexual interaction with you. So before you get into swinging, you need to make sure that you as an individual have a solid, a solid foundation of who you are. You can't have any cracks. You can't have any of that. Because when you start to bring your insecurities to the table, uh, it just makes a recipe for disaster. So if you're not in a position to accept the fact that somebody is not going to want to bang you, you probably shouldn't be in the lifestyle just yet. You should probably take a step back and do some more self-work and say, why does it bother me so much that this person doesn't want to have sex with me? Why does it bother me so much that you know I'm being rejected? And it's not that you're being rejected, it's just that we all interact and we all have different thoughts and we all think like 
and not everybody's the same individual. We don't all think the same. So we don't all have the same needs. We don't all have the same, you know, chemistry that's going to attract one another to each other. Some people do strictly go off of, you know, maybe appearance. Other people go off of personality. Other people go off of who knows what. You know, for me, I don't really like to interact via social media to get to know, like, to, to formally get to know anybody. Yes, I talk to hundreds and thousands of people a day. Not really in my messages because I really like to keep everything to a public setting. Um, there's only a few people, as we mentioned, that I talk to individually. And it's not even on a sexual level. It's legit like on a friendship level. Um, but that's been after so much time of interacting with them on social media and then also getting to know them in person. For me, it's really important to see people's character, how they respond, body language, gestures. I've learned through my life that actions speak louder than words. So truthfully, any words that anybody tells me, I don't really care. And that's not to be rude or negative or anything of the sorts, but you can lay out that you guys are the best couple in the world and that you do this and you do that. But you know what? They're just words to me. So until I really see you in person and really get to see your behaviors and really get to understand you as an individual, I'm probably not going to engage with you on a sexual level. That's how I am. And that's why it takes me a long time to find you know, partners. So you can't take it as I'm rejecting you or I'm not attracted to you or I'm not into you. It's just how I operate as an individual is this is how I this is how I do it and this is what I need and this is what makes me feel comfortable and it's going to be different for everybody else so you have to be able to be flexible in your thought process on how others choose to find their play partners you know so with that being said I'm going to just say take a second um oh my goodness so yes Omar is down in Florida and they have the crazy hurricane that, that is supposed to be hitting. For anybody that's in Florida, because I know that there's a lot of you that follow here, uh, please stay safe. I've been seeing different alerts that have been going on. Know our thoughts are with you. And if you do need anything, let us know. We are always willing to help, uh, you know, whether it's gonna be water, food, who knows what can happen after this. Hopefully nothing. We'll, you know, keeping our fingers crossed, but our thoughts are with you. Um, okay. Craig says, I absolutely love my boobies this morning. Well, Craig, you know, it's kind of a funny way that you jump in here. I, you know, these guys kill me. Um, Frankie says, I prefer in-person meets. I feel that something always gets lost in the translation during text. That's the other thing, Frankie. I think that you're absolutely correct on that. You know, communication styles are very different. Interpretations are very different. So, you know, I could be saying something via social media and somebody interpret it completely, you know, way wrong. And, you know, that's why I don't like to have any private conversation via messenger because I don't want there to ever be a point in time to be like, oh, Mizzy did this or Mizzy said this or blah, 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 blah. No, I'm never going to be in that position. I'm never going to put myself in that position. You're always going to have an in-person contact with me. It's never going to be uh, via my IMs. I also, I want to make one thing clear too, since we're talking about this and no means no. No means no on the dick pics too, and like the fucking videos. 
Like if somebody, if you're just sending that stuff to somebody's messenger, uh, I think that there's like, you got to screw loose, like honest to God. You know, I put up a live video on my Instagram today of doing like a, um, stop sending me your dick pics because it is really fucking annoying sometimes. You know, listen, if I'm at the beach wearing a bathing suit, you're not going to try and fuck me on the beach, are you? Because I'm wearing a bathing suit? No. Like, it's it's the same exact thing on social media. I think that because, you know, there's this screen in front of us, people lose what their judgment is, and they think that it's just a free-for-all. Uh, it's not a free-for-all. You will automatically be blocked from my accounts if you send me anything of that nature. We're adults, right? And I take that as an extreme line crossing, like boundaries, like you have no respect for me, and I think that you probably have really self low self-esteem if you're doing something like that. Like, So just know if you're sending me stuff like that, it pisses me off, and I get an automatic, you get an automatic block. I just find it to be extremely disrespectful. Uh, you can be and wear and dress and act however you want. That does not give the permission to somebody else to do something to you or present something to you. And that goes to consent, right? That is the next thing. My good girl, Ra uh, Rafi, she is the one that put that down there. And consent is 100% across the board on every single level. Yes, I consent that you can send me a message. Yes, I consent that, yes, I would love to have a sexual conversation with you. I consent to the fact that, you know what, now I'm ready to receive you know, some sort of nude photo of you. Yes, yes, I consent that now you can send me a video. It's not that all of these things that once you say, yes, let's have a conversation, the floodgates are open and you can do whatever you want. No, have some fucking boundaries and have some self-respect and have respect for the person that you're talking to because maybe that's not where their mindset is at. Maybe that's not where their headspace is at. Legit, probably their headspace is at, um, let me get to know you some. Let's have a regular conversation. If you're going to lead with your dick, I'm probably going to say you're not the guy for me. And I'm just going to say, because that's not what's going to tickle my pickle here. You know, that's not what's going to make me get all hot and heavy. I have no desire to see Pepe's at all. If I'm like talking with a play partner, I will acknowledge the fact that yes, I do love to receive videos of them like jerking off or stuff like, it's one of my kinks. I do love that. If I give you permission to do it, if if, if at, point, at some point in time we've graduated to that part of the conversation, and that's generally over some time, I don't come right out of the gate and like ask for things like that. That's my own self, and that's how I operate. Thank you so much for the stars. I didn't realize that I had my volume on. I have to lower it so you guys don't get um, that again. So, you know, like for me, no means no. And consent is critical. I did do an entire show on no means no and the consent. If you wanted to go back and listen to it, that was a couple months ago. And that was due to some circumstances that were going on within the lifestyle and also um, something that was happening with my mother. And it just so happened that it all kind of worked out at the same time. Um, so good morning, Steph. Yeah, I think so too. Dick pics are for little boys because like if you have to... If, if you have to send a message to a female and say, oh, you know, is it big enough for you? Or is it this or that? I think that you have some insecurities going on. And it, you really need to take a deep, deep look inside. And truthfully, you're the single male that nobody's going to want to play with, right? You're the single male that should probably take a step back 
and really observe and learn the lifestyle before you really start to jump into people's inboxes. You know, it's interesting because you go into new groups and, you know, you post your photos and you do your intros and you do things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, others think it's an invitation to go into your inbox. Well, that's not what it is. It's not an invitation for your inbox. We're in a public setting, in a public group. Well, public, private group, right? We're sharing pictures there. I'm not in any private messenger groups. Like, I don't do any photo sharing in any of those groups. I don't do any of that stuff um, because that's just not my style. So when you're getting into different compositions with other couples, a different, you know, if you're a bull, if you're a unicorn, whatever your composition is, you need to have these conversations right out of the gate, which then comes to mutual consent, right? Okay, so I've now consented. Yes, you are allowed to, you are allowed to message me. All right, now in the messenger, if my opinion, this is my opinion, an example, I'm on social media, a gentleman or a lady, it does not matter who, uh, posts something underneath my, my photo. I would really love to have a conversation with you. Is it okay for me to private message you? You know what, thank you so much for asking. Yes, you're more than welcome to send me a private message. When that private message begins, as the person receiving the ask, I feel it's my responsibility to lay out how it is that I operate in the swingers alternative lifestyle space, right? It's for me to say, hey, this is my play style. This is how I interact. These are my thoughts. These are my boundaries. If you're okay with these, these, this composition that I'm laying out for you, I would love to continue to have a conversation with you. If this does not fit within what your thoughts are, this probably is not the place for you. So at that point in time, I feel like the responsibility then comes on to me for me to be able to clearly articulate what it is that I'm looking for, right? And then that leaves it for open conversation for you to be able to have an in-depth, you know, understanding of who each other are and how you want to navigate this new relationship if you choose to do so, right? So um, Alexander says, all my dick pictures have my wife at the end. <laughs> yeah, see? But I'm sure you're not just openly sharing those with others. And honestly, if you are, shame on you because nobody wants that. Like, you can't just automatically go into somebody's inbox, you know, with your wife blowing you because that would be highly inappropriate, in my opinion, right? You're walking down the street. Somebody can't just whip their dick out at you because that's called flashing and you actually go to jail for shit like that. It's the same exact thing with social media. Just because there's a screen there doesn't mean that you've lost like the respect and whatever. And honestly, as a society, I feel like we've really lacked in a lot of that. I was just having a conversation uh, on another discussion thread within the group about something of the sorts on how I feel like people have lost like their morals or whatever it is when it comes down to social media because you don't have to actually see the person. So either you get more ballsy, no pun intended, or you know, you just like uh, everything goes out the window and you just don't really care because you don't have to see that person. And all right, if the person blocks you, well then fine. But like have some decency, right? Um, so Kathy says, hmm, so put it right out there from the get-go. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like if you're going to get into a composition and you don't want there to be any kind of miscommunication as to what's going on or what your needs are or what you're looking for, right out of the gate. As soon as I am looking, as soon as I find a new play partner, I legit, like the first conversation I have with them is, 
everything that it is that I'm looking for from this composition. I lay it all out, I tell them my needs, because for me, my composition with a play partner is, is you have to give your full self to me. And that means that no matter where we are, what we're doing, I have full access to you and I can behave towards you how I would my primary partner. I should be able to treat you how I treat Spencer. If you can't give that to me, you're not my play partner. And not for nothing, I'm not gonna waste my time developing some sort of relationship with you if I know that you can't meet my needs. And I'm certainly not gonna compromise my needs for you, which goes back to the rejection point, right? It's not I'm not rejecting you, it's just your composition and your way of contributing to the lifestyle is not my way and so we're not compatible so you can't take it as a rejection it's just I'm not going to sway my needs and wants for you especially if we've never met before which goes back to why I really like to meet certain individuals in person right because I do have one individual I don't sway my boundaries for him but I'm a little bit more lenient on his communication style or how he is because I know how he is as an individual. But I've only learned that after, you know, talking with him in person and really getting to know him and kind of understanding how he operates. So although our play has not really, it hasn't been a consistent thing, I would be open to cons I would still be open to playing with him just because we've developed such a great relationship and I do understand him as an individual and he gives me the respect and all of the qualifications that I need from a play partner except on the communication part. He's just very slow on communication. I'm not necessarily down with that. You know, for me if if we're going to be playing and if I'm going to be fucking you like I want to be able to wake up in the morning and be like, hey, good morning, simply because, I don't know, I'm not in love with you, I don't, there's not anything like that, but I do have some sort of additional emotional connection to you that, you know, I do want to keep the communications open. And that doesn't mean that we're banging every single day or banging every single time we see each other. It just means that I really want to keep whatever this connection that we have going, going in the way that makes me feel comfortable. I'm not one to just go to the club and fuck and then never talk to you again. Like, I want to have some sort of relationship with you. I want to have some sort of friendship with you. Like, that stuff is important to me. There was another post that went up, something like, um, you know, what's important to you when having a partner? Is it emotions? Is it connection? Is it, um, I don't know, there were a few categories. And my answer was, all of those and from an emotional standpoint yes I do have some sort of emotions involved with it because I if I'm going to get to my super you know tap into my 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 sex side of things I'm like I could be like a little demon and that means my emotions are involved right that means I want to be able to be passionate with you like I want to be able to like grab your face and I just want to be able to kiss you and make out with you and you know, kiss your neck. I want to do all these different things. I really love that passion and intensity and whatever. For me, I can't get to that place unless I have some sort of emotional connection with you. But that emotional connection could be on so many different levels, right? You think about your friendships. You think about what kind of, you know, communications you have with them, what kind of love you have for your friends. And, you know, like Holly and Jim. Like, I love Holly and Jim with my whole heart. But it's a different kind of love 
And it would be the same kind of love that I would bring to like a play thing, right? Like it's just like a solid friendship. It's just a solid bond. It's just, you know, so these are the things that I need to try and articulate to my play partner without the misunderstanding what it is that I'm looking for. It's just how I operate, right? And so with that, it takes some communication and it takes some conversation back and forth with one another to understand like what it is they're looking for and all this other stuff, right? So, you know, um, Kathy says, way to embrace and know what your needs are. Yeah, you have to. That's one of the things that I think that others get confused of is that Oh my God, wait, if I saw Rocky's block listed view, um, I have to see. Um, I, I try and be as clear as possible. I try and be as clear as possible because I don't want there to be any kind of backlash on a swinging situation. Swinging and participating in the alternative lifestyle should be an extracurricular activity that you bring to your life to have fun. It shouldn't add complexity. So there can't be any drama at the end of it, which is another reason why I'm super clear because if there's any point in time I see one red flag, I'm automatically out and I just don't participate and I don't give a fuck how much I want to bang you. It's just not happening, right? Because for me, there are red flags everywhere. It's, you know, and that's why I like to see you in person. That's like, that's why I like to see you operate and interact with other individuals, not just myself. How do you treat other people? How do you communicate with other people? How do you engage in the social swingers world? Like, these are all the things that I watch and, and look for and observe and understand. That's why I kind of encourage others to really take your time before you get into an actual swinging activity because you can wake up today and wholeheartedly think that you're ready to do this, but yet you haven't observed anything. You haven't seen situations you haven't had any kind of mishaps, let's say, for you to learn and understand. The best way to do that is by watching other individuals, watching their mistakes, learning how they do it. And it's not necessarily their mistakes, it's their pros too, because you know people swing in all sorts of different ways. So for you to observe some of the ways that people handle their business and you know interact with others, it gives you a good idea on how to think through your approach, you know, your needs, Maybe you coming into the swingers world started out in one way, but now as you're learning and you're navigating and you're watching different people and behaviors and situations, it's all changing, right? And then your thoughts start to go wild. And then you kind of get a little bit like jumbled in your head and you have to reground yourself and you have to make sure that you're in a place that you wholeheartedly understand why it is you want to swing. I want to swing because it's hot as fuck, right? Spencer loves watching me with other individuals. I love females. Uh, clearly, I can't get that from him, so we need to get it from, you know, a female. Like, I love that interaction. I also really love, uh, you know, compositions that you need multiple men in. You know, I can't, I mean, sure, we can use toys and we can reenact different scenes and different things, like, privately, but there's nothing like the exhilaration of having all of this, goodness around me right and so like I just like I love that like I wholeheartedly love that but you know what it took me a lot of time to understand that I love that and it took a lot of time for me to watch and see and go through some really detrimental public things for me to really stay in tune to who I was and stay strong as an individual and be able to say no and be able to stand up for the things that I want and have confidence in my own self 
that I can be this individual and I'm not afraid uh, to stand up and say these are the things that I want and need, whether it's my kinks, the fetish, whatever it may be. It took me a lot of time and thought and understanding and watching others to understand exactly how to communicate that to Spencer, how to have the conversation with Spencer, you know, a lot of different things. So for me, it's really important to kind of take your time and really just like understand who you are before you get into it. So that goes to the next point, Jackie. She says, never assume who people play with. And this is a really important part. So now you have no means, no consent across the board and mutual consent. Now we're going into just because you see flirting does not mean that they fuck, which is I'm going to bring it back to my point with Holly and Jim. Jim and I more more so than Holly and I, but sometimes Jim and I can, you know, get some, you know, pretty good grinding on the dance floor or have like some flirty like interactions and things. People think that we fuck all the time. I've never fucked Jim. I've never even kissed Jim at all. We just have such a a great relationship and it's just very honest and it's very just open and very secure. He makes me feel safe, right? So I have a very different kind of relationship with him. But people ask him all the time. I mean, I don't know if they still do, but I know that they did for the longest time. And no, just because we have such a great relationship does not mean that. Just because we're swingers and just because we spend so much of our time together does not mean that we're fucking. That means that I found individuals in this lifestyle that accept me fully for who I am about every aspect of it. And we can travel the world together and we can be who we are with no boundaries. That to me is so much more important than sex. That to me is something that you can't find in a lot of other individuals. And that was a relationship that's developed over time too. Like, I mean, I've known them pretty much my entire, you know, career here in the lifestyle. So it, it has developed, but, and I imagine that as time goes on, the relationship will just keep growing stronger and the bonds will change and different things like that. But it doesn't always come down to sex. It comes down to being in an environment that you feel super comfortable with other individuals to be solely who you are. You know, we have no boundaries on what we talk about. We're super open in everything and anything that it is that we do. And it's a very comforting thing because sometimes when you're trying to branch out out of your vanilla lifestyle into this alternative space, it's very uncomfortable, right? People, who's going to judge me? Who's going to approve of it? What are all these different things? Holly and Jim, I never have to worry about that. And I hope that they feel the same exact way with us. And it's just a very freeing thing. So you can never assume who people are banging at all because your assumptions are usually probably wrong. And you know what they say, if you assume it makes an ass out of you and me. So we should we never want to do that. I do want to take a second and go to the comments because I think that I've missed a few things here. Ashley says, you have to have comfortability so that we are all on the same playing field. You, That's exactly right. You've got to. Like if you're not comfortable, that awkwardness is definitely going to show. And that's one of the reasons why Spencer keep to that mentality of when the stars and moon align, we'll know that this is the play scenario for us because it's not forced, it's not anything of the sorts. Um, I can, you know, put it back to the example of, um, you know, starting in August when we had our white party. Super sexy gentleman. I've known this gentleman for years. We've talked about it a few times. You know, I called him out and said, like, I would love to bang you. Him and Spencer had a conversation. 
we Spencer did plan, you know, the particular I'm gonna it wasn't a play date. It was just a date, right? And the date was let's get together. If the sexual energy happens to flow the right way, then it will just organically happen. If it doesn't happen, well then it just doesn't happen. It so happened that it was fucking like orgasmic and quite explosive and it was a really phenomenal evening. But it was like a no expectations thing. It was like, okay, we had really great conversation about all these different things. You know, we had really great conversation leading into, uh, you know, that night itself with like some bantering back and forth and whatever else. And it just, just organically led into something really spectacular. That's how I choose to do it. When that stars and moon align and the universe just presents this energy to me and we're able to act on it. And that's one of the other things for me that's super important on why I say that if you're going to be my play partner, you've got to be able to be willing to give yourself to me wholeheartedly because if, you know, I don't know, it's the afternoon and for some odd reason we're just chit-chatting it up and some sort of sexual energy starts to go through, well, we're all in the approval now that I know that I'm allowed to bang this person, right? So, like, it's like this overall umbrella of approval that makes me feel comfortable because then that also means at no point in time I'm going to be crossing the line because we've already talked about this. So yeah, so if I decide I want to blow you right now, well, I already have the approval to do it and I don't have to worry that I'm doing something wrong and I don't have to worry that I need to ask you about this. We had the conversation up front. We all, all are in agreement as to what the situation is and that's that. And that works really well for me. But, you know, there's far and few in between people that can give that to me. And so, you know... You got to be able to communicate and be comfortable. Holly says, we have been doing this for a very long time and we still have moments that give us pause because either small miscommunications uh, or we didn't give it enough time. It's important to keep using these moments as learnings for how you will move forward in the lifestyle. A hundred percent. Spencer and I have to regroup all the time. Um, you know, we... And, and truthfully, it's not even regrouping over our own situations. It's legit watching different things unravel at the events and then like going back, you know, in our, whether it's our car drive home or whatever it may be, being like, oh, did you happen to see this? Because it made me feel this way. And if we were ever in that situation, what would happen? Or let's talk about it so we're never in that situation. He and I both observe so, so much when we're at the events mostly for security standpoint and like understanding our community and who's in attendance at the events and making sure we have eyes on everything that's going on and you know everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing in the most mature positive way um you know but we're observing everything and you know there are some things here and i'll get to it uh on what you should not do at the events but um going back to just because you see flirting doesn't mean that they're fucking check that's right, not, not always an assumption that you should have. Just because someone says hi does not mean that they want to fuck. And that's absolutely true too. Um, just because we say hello to everybody does not mean that you're going to have the opportunity to bang everybody. That's just not how it is, right? You can say hi to somebody and you can say, I would love to have a conversation further with you. Uh, I would love to learn more about you and invite them to learn more about you and have the conversation if you guys graduate into wanting to have a play composition start that conversation uh you know we're at the events you guys are super sexy uh whatever it may be 
this is our play composition. You know, how do you guys play? Let's map out some rules and boundaries. Sometimes I feel like there's a lack of that that goes on at the events. You know, you have some alcohol flowing, you got different drugs going on. There's all sorts of stuff that's happening that is making mindsets like not fully there, which kind of leads to lack of communication. I've seen so many times where a woman the next day is really upset about something that happened because she's in a moment. She thought that it was, you know, she thought it was a particular play partner and it turns out that it wasn't a play partner and then they feel assaulted afterwards. Well, at what point in time did anybody have any communication? At what point in time were there rules and boundaries set with those in the play moment at that time? Who was communicating to say who was allowed to play and who wasn't allowed to play? In that situation, who's at fault? Is it you because you didn't properly say uh, these are the people that I'm, I'm playing with? Was it you that you didn't fully look at who the person was that was coming to play with you? Like, there's so many different things. I mean, is it the, the person that came and played with you without the, the knowledge of, of you saying the actual yes? There's a lot of different things that we see go on at the events and hear afterwards that if others just took a moment to properly communicate and set up what the composition is, it would eliminate so much of that uneasiness that comes the next day. I learn from all of you, and it's because of all these situations that we watch that makes me so much more tight as a swinger because I don't ever want to be in any of those situations. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Diego. Um, and so, you know, you got to really be able to use your voice and use your words no matter what circumstance you're in, no matter what your situation is, no matter what the composition is, doesn't matter. Like, if you're in the middle of a group play and everybody's fucking around you and somebody's trying to come in, no, at that moment in time, you stop and you look at that person and you tell that person what it is that they're allowed to do or not do. You don't want to be in a precarious situation with your partner or with yourself because you didn't use your words, you know? Like at that point in time, that's your fault. It's your fault because you didn't share and you didn't say no and you didn't say, ah, this isn't what I'm looking for, you know? So there's a lot of messiness uh, that goes on there. Um, Frankie says, I'm so glad I don't drink and my wife is good at two drinks. Booze always changes the dynamic and usually in a negative way. Yeah, having too much alcohol definitely adds intensity. What I find more so is that the alcohol kind of leads to more drama, um, but we're not at the drama phase yet. We're still at this one, so I'll get to that, but I definitely have a point of view on that. Um, the next thing that's super important to understand is not every female is bisexual. You can't assume that. Um, I'm going to, one story, and I've told it a bunch of times, probably, not lately, um, initially, when I first came into the lifestyle and Spencer was taking me to his events, it was probably uh, the second or third event that he had taken me to. And in this time period, uh, I was not knowledgeable at all. I was still kind of observing. I was still really uncomfortable and insecure with my own self being at these events. And I wasn't even really necessarily sure I was very... I was so in tune to my bisexuality at that point in time. I knew I liked females, but I've never been in the position where I was able, able to act on it. So I was not struggling trying to tune into this point. It was I was still trying to find myself as an individual and 
be able to release all of these things that, you know, I needed to kind of like unteach myself that was embedded in me for the longest period of time. Now, with that being said, um, I was at the event one time and yes, I banter with females and I do all sorts of things like at that point in time, like I, you know, how I am now, uh, it hasn't changed. And so this one female comes up to me at the event, literally shoves her whole fucking tongue in my mouth and is like, but she was sloppy. She was so drunk. It was a fucking disaster. And honestly, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was so taken back because I was like, I thought only men behave that way. No offense, men. You know, I thought you guys were the only ones that were, you know, more aggressive in your approach. And I was like, here this woman is, never asked me if I was into females, didn't ask me if it was okay to kiss me like that, like nothing. I was so taken back and so just like, this is not cool. You don't even know what my sexual preference is for you to have done that. From that moment on, I made it a strict rule that I don't hardly dance with any females, like, at the club and stuff like that. There's, like, a few select ladies that, like, I will dance with. Other than that, like, I keep my fucking boundaries so tight. Like, sometimes even with Holly, I'm like, girl, you gotta back up. You gotta back up away from me because I don't want anybody to think that they can come into my personal space. I felt so fucking violated that day that I was like, this is not cool. Not cool. And so it's, like, situations like that has made me, like, so kind of like where I keep myself in this box, right? You need to ask to come into my personal space. It's like fucking dirty dancing. You know, you put your arms up. This is my space. This is your space. No spaghetti arms. Here we are. That's a big fucking bracket right there. You can't enter somebody's personal space and do something like that. And like the females, like they'll go up to Spencer and just grab his Pepe. Like it's nothing. He feels so violated when that happens. I know it's, and we're, I know we're talking about like the bisexuality right now, but you can't do things like that. Just because he's a man does not mean that he's looking for you to fucking violate him. And that's exactly what it is. You have just violated somebody. If you have touched them inappropriately without asking, that is a violation. And you know what? People get fucking police charges on them for doing stuff like that. I don't give a fuck where we are. Just because we're at a swingers event does not mean that you have open, you know, it's not open season for you to do whatever you want to whomever you want. You have to ask. Consent. Mutual consent. Communication. Are these things okay? What are your rules and boundaries? These are all really important. And then the last part of this topic from Jackie was the communication with their partner. And it's true. You need to have communication with your partner at all times. Continuous regroups. And Holly, as Holly mentioned early on, her and Jim have regroup conversations all the time. Um, you know, like we'll have conversations together and then they'll go and they'll separate and they'll have those conversations and then Holly and I will talk about it afterwards, just like do a full circle of just different things that we've seen, we've acknowledged, we've learned, you know, things that have happened, you know, all sorts of stuff. So the constant communication is, is, is so critical. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, so David's saying, I actually had to tell a lady at the last event, no, because she had too much to drink. Even though she was sobering up, she had come with a friend and I didn't come to the event for any kind of drama. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, if somebody is way too intoxicated to actually say 
that they want to have sex, you probably shouldn't bang them, right? Like, you don't want to have interactions with an individual that's way too sloppy. Um, that's just a recipe for disaster and can end no good for anybody. And not for nothing, why would you want to bang somebody that is so far drunk that they don't know what they're doing. Uh, to me, that is an evaluation on your own self and you should probably regroup as an individual and not take advantage of somebody like that because that's exactly what you would be doing. When somebody's too far intoxicated, I do really honestly think that their consent window goes out the door and there is just nothing uh, left, right? So um, now the next thing is being polite and open-minded, that doesn't mean we're going to play. It's exactly right. And I think that that kind of reiterates all the different things that I'm saying here. Just because we banter on social media publicly uh, does not mean that, you know, we are going to have some sort of sexual interaction. That does not mean I want you to inbox me. That does not mean that I want to have sex with you. That just means that you're a fun individual and that we get along and, you know what, this was fun and we all have the same kind of mindset, right? Let's face it, we're all looking for a place to belong. We're all looking for a place to feel accepted, right? We're all looking to find those individuals that are like-minded like us to make us feel like we found our home. You know, others that deal with their thinking about their kinks and their, their needs and, and, and their wants and, you know, some are more extreme than others. You know, it's about accepting others for who they are and allowing relationships to flourish organically how they are going to without putting pressure on it. So just because we're polite and open-minded does not mean that we're polite and open-minded and ready to open up our legs and bang whoever. That's not what that is. It's just that we're very free-flowing individuals. Um... Holly says, if they are too drunk to coherently communicate, they most likely will have altered impressions onto the chain of events and almost always can lead to drama. A hundred percent, Holly, I can't even tell you how many times after the events we've heard different stories about, you know, things that have gone on and we kind of just take a step back and say, well, maybe you should limit yourself. Maybe you should do this. I'm really good at, and, and Spencer probably hates it. But, like, if I see people that are way too intoxicated at our events, I will force fucking drink water to you. I will stand there and treat you like a child and make you drink water. Simply because um, I don't want that at my event. I don't want there to be somebody so far out of their bird that they don't know what's going on. You should never leave a swinging event where you're, like, need to be carried out of there. You should never leave a swinging event where you, like, can't walk. If that's the case, you shouldn't come to the events because you're either way too anxiety-filled to be there, you're not secure enough to be there. I don't know, maybe you're an alcoholic and you definitely shouldn't be there. I, I don't know what the circumstances are, but time and time again I see it, and I will. Water. Drink the water. I don't fucking care. Drink the water. And I will do that. And I will probably get to a point where I'm, like, pissed, too, because, like, I don't deal well with, like that kind of behavior just because of my past so it's probably like a, a twofold on me but like no I can't watch somebody leave the event that way it's just like way too much whether it's a female or a male it's just not good so like I'm always dishing out I mean it doesn't happen all the time I think it's happened like two times at an event where like I've really pressured some people to to drink the water um so the next one good hygiene this probably should have been a little bit more higher up on the list but 100%. Good hygiene is 
100% something that you should have. Granted, you get to the event, you're super sweaty, different things go on, baby wipes go a long way. Uh, you know, like, I'm constantly in the bathroom, you know, like, I sweat like a motherfucker. I don't know what it is, but, like, it's always been, I always have been that way, like, I could sweat from my armpits, like, within seconds, and, like, be like, oh my god, I gotta, like, blot and, like, you know, clean myself up some, and then I get nervous, because I'm like, oh my god, do I smell, do I this, so I'm, like, constantly in the bathroom, like, blotting my pits, putting on new deodorant, like, just doing a little freshing and up, even my vajayjay. I'm doing that too, you know, like if there's a moment that, you know, I potentially think I might play, not even that, like if I'm just dancing and like, you know, kind of grinding up on, you know, some others and stuff like that, I still want to make sure, you know, like my hoo-ha is like in order and stuff, because you don't want to feel all funky and you don't want like all of that, so baby wipes and like a little body spray and you're in good shape. I'm constantly, you know, doing that and I don't feel embarrassed about it because, you know what, we all have our things and, you know, it is what it is. You get a few, you know, some alcohol in you and that, like, puts your body heat up. You know, you got all these humans around you. Fucking, that adds more body heat. Add some sexual energy into it. Forget about it. You know, like, I'm, like, all over the board. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, just so much. <laughs> I love you too, Ashley. Oh, my God. It's so funny. You were in my dream the other night. It was the most bizarre dream. It was, like, a family-oriented dream. But you were in it, and it was just, it was just, it was so wacky. I'm not wacky that you were in it. The dream itself was a very wacky dream. Um, I have been having a tremendous amount of nightmares, like, since I've gotten COVID. Maybe because I've been on, like, different kinds of withdrawals and stuff from caffeine and marijuana, but they've been fucking me up. Um, so Holly says, being self-aware. Everyone sweats. Everyone gets dry mouth, which can cause bad breath. Wipes, gum, altoids, um deodorant deodorant handy is always a must as, as a travel item and holly says that jim said a great way to tell if you have bad breath is if you lick yourself and smell your arm after you lick it seems weird but it works <laughs> right i have heard you guys talk about that like if you lick it and then you start to yeah oh my god girl and the only thing that i smoke out of is the bong that you gave me i was saying earlier on the show like i'll pack like, the bong, and it will last me, like, two days, which is really fucked up because, I mean, I used to probably smoke, like, an ounce a day or something. Like, I smoke a lot of marijuana. That's the other thing I'm kind of, like, concerned about for this weekend. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be around, like, so many potheads this weekend. I'm not going to be able to keep up. I haven't even had an edible. Like, I'm so far, like, totally, like, detoxed in so many different ways. Like, it's it's just real fucked up. And I love smoking marijuana. Like, that was like my safe haven. I'll get there. I'll get back to it. But I do love the bong, and it's the only thing I smoke out of. Um, so um, Craig says, just because you have played previously does not give you eternal consent. Consent needs to be requested and given in every encounter. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Just because we were a play partner previously does not mean that's going to be the case. There are some females that, like, I just make out with. I don't know. We just kiss and I love kissing and there are a few that I do that with but every single time I'm in that position I always ask first because we haven't had that like super in-depth like we're not ready to like have a super play session or anything of the sorts but we have like this sexual energy that goes back and forth between us like at the events itself so in those moments like when we're getting super frisky and a little bit more like 
usually it's on the dance floor, right? When we're engaging a little bit more sexually, kind of. You can tell. You can tell when the energy starts to change, right? And if you can't tell, then you're probably not self-aware, and you should probably be a little bit more in tune uh, to these things before you participate. But, you know, I can always tell, like, when things are going in a certain direction. And so I always ask, like, is it okay for me to kiss you? And if it's okay for me to kiss you, then this great. Then, like, we're good, right? But I never assume just because I kissed you at the event before that I have the, you know, that I'm allowed to do that now. Because maybe that person's not even in the same headspace, like, in general. Like, maybe they have something going on personally that, you know, they're trying to just have a good time at the event to keep their mind distracted. Who the fuck knows why they're there, right? Like, I never assume, specifically because I don't want that done to me, I try and pay extra, you know, extra respect to that individual and, you know, do to others what you would want done to you. So I always try and have that mentality, um, so, wait, I don't know what I said, you're on my level now, what did I say, what did I say, I don't know, um, you bring eye drops, oh my god, dude, some of my pictures, talking about eye drops, because fucking we're potheads, some of my photos, like, bloodshot red eyes, like, squinting, some of the photos that I see afterwards are fucking hysterical, not even the photos, the videos, the videos make me laugh hardcore, I capture the most silliest things in the world and I forget about them because I'm usually, I'm just like filming us and I'm just like doing different things and generally like we're smoking and you know, we're having a great time and stuff. I go back, oh my God, I fucking laugh so hard at some of it. They truly make my heart smile, all the videos that are captured. It's just, they're phenomenal. I am going to try and figure out how to do a podcast from the events. Um, so I, I want to try and figure out how to do that because I really want others to see kind of like what I'm talking about and like what the environment is like, but I have to do it in such a way that I'm not going to capture, uh, you know, sex or anything of the sort. So I don't know if it will be like pre-recorded or what, but it's something that like I'm, I'm working into. Oh, the weed tolerance, Holly. Oh yeah, girl, you and I, we're going to be fucked up in the corner, like, I don't even, that's what I'm saying, like, I gotta need to, like, try and work myself up, but it, and it's even so funny, because, like, Lady and I, our normal routine in the morning is we wake up in the morning, we have, like, 10 cups of coffee, and we sit in the car, and we just smoke and smoke and smoke. I, I made this coffee at 6 o'clock this morning, and I still have half of my cup here. I can't even drink the bold coffee anymore. I have, like, this light um, hazelnut that I drink, and, like, I'm only really at that point. I don't know if I love it or hate it. I mean, the coffee the coffee thing is something that, you know, I know that I really needed to limit my intake on because, like, I could drink, like, five to seven cups of black coffee a day. That can't be good. And another thing that I'm thinking is, like, my belly is so much so... This is going to be TMI. I, I don't give a fuck, though. So my belly was always, like, so bloated and just, like, you can look back at the photos. You can, It looks like I was, like, prego. Like, I just, I don't know if I was, like, just, maybe I just gained too much weight or just, like, but I really think that my belly was messed up. I think a lot of it had to do with, like, dehydration and, like, maybe my intestines not <laughs> working the right way uh, because since... Um, you know, I've like kind of gotten into this new system and everything. Uh, my body operates really well and like I like I feel like my whole body is back to its own self and like I just feel healthier overall. So that's probably one of the reasons why I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'm okay on the coffee intake and I'll just kind of stick to like my water, uh, whatever. I don't know. 
Um, okay, so Ashley says, yes, feelings may change. I do that all the time. I ask before anything. I never want to make it uncomfortable. And that's it. You can't, right? If you're a respectful human being and you really are trying to participate in the lifestyle in your most honest way, everybody would ask first. You can't assume. Like, you can't come in like a bull into the china shop and just, like, start going to town. Like, it's just not, it's not the way that we operate as individuals and as humans. Like, we need to be better at being respectful and understanding boundaries and people's um, overall well-being, right? Because that's what ends up happening. You think that you're doing something that's so minute, and that person that's receiving it can interpret it so far differently, and you can scar them in so many different ways. You know, we're, we're talking about sex. We're talking about our bodies. We're talking about things that people can feel violated over. So you have to be really sensitive, and you have to really think about what it is that you're bringing to the table, right? So, um, oh my God, Chris says, blindfold you with dental floss. I don't know what the heck that means. Um, Holly says, I have ladies that have given me blanket consent to take them anytime, but I don't ever feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, like, I think, unless, like, unless it's, like, my, my, you know, my composition with lady, exactly. Like, it would take me a long time for me to get to the point, and it's the same thing with a man, not just, you know, females, but it would take a lot of conversation and a lot of understanding between the two of us to understand that there is that blanket consent. I have to be truthful. Even though I have the blanket consent with the men that I am in, uh, you know, different play scenarios with, at the beginning of the night, I still bring Spencer and the gentleman together to say, okay, I just wanna make sure we're all on the same page. Spencer has given me the approval, like we've talked about, you know, where are you at? Are you comfortable with it this evening? Are you comfortable with receiving whatever it is that I'm thinking for the night? You know, because I never want anybody to be taken off guard. Just because we have the blanket consent doesn't mean everybody's mindset is where it should be. So I should add that as my caveat. Yes, although I have blanket consent and we've already talked about the rules and boundaries, when we get together again, I do make sure we're all on the same page because anything can happen, you know, between interactions and the time period that we're together. Um, Holly says, they say black coffee isn't bad. It's the sugar and creamer if you were drinking that much. I think it's the caffeine that, like, brings me to, like, a out-of-control state of mind. Uh, like, being so, you know, I don't know, dependent on the coffee, but, like, you know, like, in the afternoon time, you want a little pick-me-up or whatever. Eh, I drink the coffee. Or because I smoke so much marijuana, it makes me tired. I have to drink so much coffee to, to balance it out. I have no idea. These are all the weird shit that I think about that I probably shouldn't, but here we are and I am and whatever. I feel, you know what it is? I feel really healthy within my own self right now. So, you know, to baby step it back into like some of these things that I like, but with a fair balance, right? Not like over consuming and being like super crazy. Cause sometimes like Holly, like right, we'll be traveling. I'm like, we gotta find coffee. We gotta find coffee. Where's coffee? Like that's insane. I, that's crazy. I mean, we do have the portable uh, coffee pot now, like the, the Keurig, but like that's crazy. Um, oh, Holly says, well, that could be, how about decaf? You know, girl, that's a really fucking smart idea. I never really thought about that. Um, oh, okay, Frankie, the new ports aren't mine. That was, that was, uh, just a swag photo. So on the boutique page, I put up, uh, you know, there's the traveling Mizzy cup and 
people just post their traveling busy cups all over the place. So anytime I see the cup, I always take it and I put it up on, on my website or whatever, on, on, on the Facebook social pages, wherever I put it. And uh, there happened to be a package of Newport, like, uh, Newport Siggies in there. I didn't even see them. I legit, all I saw were the chips and the cup. See, this is where my brain goes to. Snacks and coffee. I didn't see the Siggies until um, you said it on there. I was like, what's he talking about? I had to like play I Spy within the photo and, and see what it was. It's super funny. Um, okay, I'm clearly babbling for a very long time this morning. The show was supposed to end like 10 minutes ago. Um, so the, let's see, not everyone is touchy-feely, Claire says. And this here, not everyone is touchy-feely. I come from a zero-affection family. I get sensory overload when people I don't know that well keep touching me. It doesn't mean I'm not interested in playing. It's just I'm not your boo. I have an issue with this, too, because there are some individuals that um, are very touchy-feely. Like, I'm not that... I'm touchy-feely with those that I want to be. Not with any, like, Tom, Dick, and Harry, though, right? Like, so just because we have... Uh, a semi-good relationship does not give you the right to do that. And also, for me, just because we have a touchy-feely, just because we have a bond that's maybe a little bit stronger than I have with somebody else, and you do that to me, that makes others think that it's okay to do that, and it's not. You know, like Jim. Jim's really good at, at really understanding that. Because he and I have such a great relationship, and because we can flow so well, there are times that he can tell that I'm uncomfortable with like him dancing with me the way that he is or whatever. And he'll start to look around and watch and he'll quickly understand why it is that I'm getting uncomfortable. And he migrates and he navigates and then he starts to become protective. And then he kind of goes into this other kind of mentality. And I appreciate that of him because... He understands like how uncomfortable it is for me when others just start grabbing up on me and touching me because it's like if you freely think that you have the right to touch me where's your moral compass like you can't just go up to somebody on the street and just start grabbing them that's not the case like that doesn't that's not right right you can't do that so yes great call out Claire I agree a hundred percent um okay so Pretty much the last thing is going to be, since I've gone so long, is keep your drama out of the public eye. Work your issues privately. Um, I agree with this so very much. Uh, the last episode that we did last Tuesday was a community-submitted question on um, the lifestyle and there being so much drama. And it, it really was a really great show. And, I, and actually, the person that submitted the, the question to me was really pleased with the way that the conversation went because... Um, it made them feel like they weren't alone, number one, on some of the things that they were experiencing. So check plus for the show. I'm really happy that they were able to have a great takeaway and feel like others deal with drama, although we're not looking for it. Um, it, was, it was kind of like, I'm, I'm not alone here. But there should never be a point where you bring your drama to the events. It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to watch. It's very uncomfortable to be part of. Um, as an event host, I'm never going to allow you to have your drama at our events. It drives me fucking mad. At the end of the night, you know, watching couples, you know, fight at the door or fight at the exit, I'll go up to them. I'll be like, you know what, whatever dispute you're having here, take it down the road. 
don't do this at my event. You know why? Because it's a poor representation on what's going on at, at, at our space. I don't want people to think that our events are drama filled because they're not. Well, because you drank too much or maybe we're insecure with your fucking situation right now, don't bring that shit to our table. It's highly inappropriate. I don't like it. it it's just not the place for, for drama. You either deal with it when you get home or somewhere else. Like, you can't do it at the events. And specifically speaking, when there is, like, impaired mentality going on, it's not even a logical fight anyways, and you probably don't even understand why you're fighting. Um, so those are the things that are completely unacceptable. You need to keep your drama out of the lifestyle events. Drama actually should be kept out of the entire lifestyle, in my opinion, because if there is drama, that means you are not ready to participate in the lifestyle. There's something broken. There's something missing. Lack of communication. Insecurity. Um, I don't know what the other things. Those are the only two that really stick in my mind because what could possibly be so drama-filled that you are, are, are arguing? Is it because you don't want to participate in the lifestyle and your partner does? Are you and your partner not on the same page? Like, what is going on in your relationship that you're fighting at the event? Probably something that needs to be talked about in your communication. And so you probably should take a pause and not participate. I've specifically told people, if you're going to continuously fight at the end of the night, you can't come back to my event. And they've been close people of mine where I'm like, I'm just not having this. There's just something broken here. And it's not, and, it's, and, and I want to make sure it's not because I don't want you at our event. I, I don't want the drama at our event, but more specifically, you as individuals, as a couple, there's something wrong here. You're not ready to participate in the lifestyle at this moment in time if you are constantly, at the end of every night, fighting. Because there are some that, like, no joke, at the end of every single night, they'd be right at the door just arguing and fighting. I'm like, what is going on here? Why is it at every event? This is how your night ends. This can't be fun for you, right? That, to me, is crazy. Um, Chris says, respect is the most important thing. That's why I think it's important before anything goes to a direction to sit down and make sure it's clear on both sides that, um, no, the, on both sides, the do's and the don'ts, the likes and the dislikes, 100%. Like, communication should be had at all times. You should, you know, even when you don't think that you should be communicating, you should probably be over-communicating until you get to a point where you're super comfortable with that couple and, you know, but like initially, yes, there should be a tremendous amount of conversation and communications going on. That's why I encourage you not to rush into a swinger opportunity. Take your time. Enjoy the moment. If you're going to fuck, it will happen. I promise you. You don't have to rush it. I think that humans automatically think that since you classify yourself as a swinger you automatically have to start fucking no why can't you just classify yourself as you love being in this lifestyle and you're exploring something exciting and you know trying to grow as an individual and tap into some of these things that you desire in the most healthiest and safe way that's where i would end it and if you want to hear different conversations about tapping into your desires and understanding these things. I've done some shows um, a couple, maybe like a month, two, three months ago, referencing the ethical slut. And in there, we went through various different exercises of thinking deeply into why you want to be here, what are your needs, what are your wants, and how do you communicate your desires to your partner. After you have all of these rules that have been submitted by, rules and boundaries submitted by lifestylers, 
for lifestylers. Go back and listen to some of the shows if you're unsure. Um, if there's something you would like to bring to the table and have me talk about, um, send me an email at mizzybender at outlook.com. Go back, subscribe to mizzybender.com and get all the updated blogs and different things that I send out because I do have a tremendous amount of um, information on there. I do want to make sure that you all saw that the show is sponsored by Triple X Playground. This here is a new game that is coming out. And this specifically, yes, it is a sex game, but it is more towards how do you communicate properly with your partner on the sexual activities that you want. It's a great board game. It's almost like a shoots and ladders type of thing. I will have a discount code to put up and kind of get my social media. I am a little bit behind just from not truthfully feeling well. I, I, being very honest about that so um, I will get all of that up but um, he and I are going to be doing a mini series coming up soon uh, he has a super fantastic background very interesting uh, you'll definitely really want to tune into it we're gonna start recording in October and it probably won't launch until I don't know maybe like next year I'm not really sure I, I gotta map it all out but um, the Facebook page is up up in the thing but triple x playground that's who this is i'm really excited uh to kind of get into this new venture with him so until next time you guys thank you so much for tuning in i know it went a little bit over um thursday's episode will be the continuation of lady and i's mini series if you've been following that um yeah so until next time you guys i'll talk to you super soon ah!